know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. Who they said we are is who we are, and we know we are they, those weekend golf guys. That's you, a lot of stuff right there that you just said. You, but you understood everything, right? You I got did. I had to think about it for a second. I'm yeah. not that bright. <laughs> we are back back the way we should be. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith in the golf cave, and we are no longer at any place cool like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, or French Lick, Indiana, or any of those places we've been hanging out for the past couple of weeks. We're back at cool it. places, I got to tell you. Idaho was a whole lot nicer than what I thought it was going to be. Really? Because, you know, we... Yeah, well, I guess I just had this bad impression in my head of what it was going to be. And, you know, I get there, I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is a pretty cool spot in the world right here, dude. But the week just prior to you going to Idaho in a state right next door to Idaho, Montana, at least when yeah. I took geography many, many years ago, they were right next to each other. Yeah, they still are. They had, Isn't it cool? They didn't move. They had the state championship in Montana. They played it in snow. Well, I know. You know, I got off the plane. How about this? Right next to Idaho on the other side? Washington. I land in Spokane, Washington. Yeah, I true. take two steps outside of the airport. What am I standing in? Idaho. No, not Idaho. Snow. Snow. <laughs> okay. A little hard to play golf in snow. Well, it was still piled up at the airport, right? It wasn't in, you know, in the shade, but it was, yeah. you know, I got off the plane. It was 60 degrees and felt nice and looked nice and the place was beautiful and on and on. But yeah. Yeah, okay. that was my first. I'm like, dang it, you kidding me? <laughs> you need to be teaching golf outside to some guys, and it's stinking snowing outside. <laughs> you need, however, to go real quick to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and check out uh, little postings we did from the uh, Senior LPGA Championship last week at the French Lick Resort because that place is it's a throwback. It's a throwback to the early 20th century. It's beautiful. It is breathtaking, and sitting. At the highest peak in the state of Indiana, you can actually, up at the Pete Dye course, look down on fog in the valleys around us. That was just... That was pretty cool, too. Yeah, that's just yeah. such a great, great picture. That's pretty cool. It was a great time. It always is. Uh, it's it's a place you've got to put on your bucket list and you've got to go. Uh, you've got to keep listening today, however, because we're going to prove once again that you can improve your golf game just by listening. Our overall theme for the entire next hour will be shut up and pay attention. And you're going to learn something. Because <laughs> that's, that. I mean, that's, that's Jeff's teaching method. Shut up and pay attention. Pay I am attention. Jeff Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I got a big, gigantic, soft back. <laughs> and he knows how to use it. And he will when we come right back. We got those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. Are you a sales guy or a business owner? And do you use golf in your business? You should, you know. It's a great way to build a relationship much quicker and much more deeply than you can in a month full of business lunches. Really is. You can learn more about somebody in 18 holes of golf than, than, than you can any other way. Check it out. Make sure you do it right. We've got a place you can go. It's called thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Got a freebie there for you to download on how to put together the perfect foursome to actually make a whole lot of money, a whole lot more money than you're going to make normally. It's, it's the best way to make friends and influence people, if you pardon the expression. Golf for business. The business golf course. Dot com, the perfect golf foursome. You can get it for free. Just go there, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. One more time, the write it all out, one word, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Thebusinessgolfcourse.com. 
course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golfguys. Okay, so shut up and pay attention. What are we going to learn, man? I'll be quiet. Okay, so the other day, I'm on the golf course with one of my students. Right. And this is a on-the-golf-course lesson. Okay. This is not a swing golf lesson, a golf ball flight lesson. None of that was going on. All right? Hmm. So we didn't speak of anything technique. And I said, oddly enough, guy's name, John, (laughs) we're going to make you a better player. He said, okay, good, because I'm tired of, you know, look, his putting's getting better. Mm -hmm. His pitching's getting better. His full swing's getting better. But yet he still hasn't, let's say, learned how to put it all together. Okay. So I go out with him for nine holes of golf. Then I said, I'm just going to be your caddy. Yeah, okay. We got that. We're going to go be a caddy. So all of a sudden, stands up. And I said, all right, take me through what you do from parking lot to first tee. Hmm. So he does. Okay. Gets out of the car, gets his stuff ready, puts his shoes on, right? Sitting on the back bumper, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Gets to the pro shop, goes in. Get some tour quality golf balls, right? Okay. Buys buys the expensive brand. Okay. And got you know got two sleeves of those, and uh, get some get some big tees, and then he heads over gets a small bucket of balls. What's he do first? You tell me. What do you think he does first? Pull out his driver. Yeah, yeah, sure <laughs> did. Okay, small bucket of balls. Okay, mistake dude, number one. <laughs> oh, wait, just just think this through for a second. Okay. Right? Small bucket of balls. This dude's got 22 balls in his basket. 22. Mm-hmm. He dumped them on the ground. I just counted, and I'm like, okay, let's see how this is going. Yeah, 17 of the 22 shots were with the driver. Mm. Okay. Right off the bat. So <laughs> let's forget the fact that none of them were struck solidly. None of them went straight. None of them went far. Let's forget that fact for a, for a second. Let's other, just put that aside. Other than that, it was a very productive 20 minutes, huh? Right. Yeah. So okay. he's got five balls to hit with any other club. Guess which one he pulls out next? Three wood. Yep. Sure does. <laughs> Why? Because he can't hit his driver. Yeah. Yeah. So he's decided that he's going to hit three wood. Does he put him on a tee? No, sir. Off the Puts deck. Puts him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So here we go, right? I'll let you be the the, the guesser of how, how well those five shots went. <laughs> right? I, I would like to just pause at this moment and ask you to please change his name. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I'm chuckling <laughs> at John. <laughs> So we're into this now. He's got 22 balls gone. He rolls over to the to the golf cart, gets in, and rolls over to the first tee. Goes to a tee that he should not be playing. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been through this. What length of golf hole should you be golf course should you be playing? Right. Bit. Right. As a student of mine, it is one of the things that we go through. So that we know we're playing the appropriate length course for who you are. The formula is pretty simple. For those, uh, we did this one time on the show just a few weeks back, but I'm going to reiterate this point. For those people who heard it the first time and forgot to write it down, you get to write it down now. 
And for those of you who haven't heard this before, write this down. How far do you hit your five iron? John? Me? You, let's say that you hit your five iron. How far? How far I, do you hit that? I hit it about 160, 170, depending. Uh, 160 to 170. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's give you, you, John, not. Right. Right. I don't, I don't call him my John because that would imply that you're not my John. Yeah. Just say, change his name to Reginald. Just for grins and giggles, okay? Because we don't want him no, to think no, you're talking no. about him. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more Johns listening to us than there are Reginalds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's say that you're averaging, you, John, are averaging 165 off the tee. We multiply, uh, uh, or. With a five, five iron. 165 yeah. with a five iron, right? Right. If you multiply that number by 36. You get 5,940 yards. That's the length of golf course that I recommend that you play. Oh, okay. 5,940 yards. Why? I don't because know. Because that, if you strike a five iron, you know, the kind of the one that's the middle distance club that's yeah. in your bag. Yeah. Right? Right. And that tells you that if you hit your driver off the tee, you're going to wind up with a shorter iron in your hand than a five iron because your clubs are longer. The Mm -hmm. Big clubs are longer, and you'll hit it that way, right? Right. And then you'll wind up probably hitting an eight iron or a nine iron into the green. Yeah. If you're right. Yeah. That puts you at fifty nine hundred yards. Right. Which would be basically the what what referred to as the silvers or the or the senior right. tees for most. Right. Golf so courses. six thousand yard golf course, right? right. So there yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. So six thousand yard golf course. That's where you are. All right. I hit mine, uh, my five iron. 185 yards in the air. So I ought to be playing a golf course that's 6,600 yards. I tend to play them at 6,800 yards. And where I see the distance difference and mm -hmm. the, the ones that are harder, right. just the long par fours. That's all. Okay. Just the long par fours. Cool. Right? So I choose to play them just a hair longer uh, than that. But nonetheless, that's a recommendation. But no. Back to the story. Okay. John here decides – now, John hits his five iron when he hits it good, and I know this because I'm, I'm his instructor and I use the launch monitor. Mm -hmm. John hits his five iron. When he hits it well, he hits it about 155 yards. Okay. John steps up to not the back tees but the one just shy of that at 68.50. So he should be playing – under a 6,000-yard golf course, and he just added a 850 yards. Yeah. Let's think about what 850 yards is. Let's see. For him, 850 yards is a par 5 and a par 4. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's sure is, basically he? staking himself to nine extra strokes before he takes one. That's if he made par on those two holes, right? Right. And every other. Right. One. Yeah. Exactly. So he's already putting himself that far over the number he has in his head, right? Right. Just think about that for a second. So I'm sitting there going, okay, so here we go. So he gets up first tee and, and I'm not going to belabor every hole here, but I'm just going to say first tee. Guess what? He actually catches his driver pretty sweet compared to what was just going on in the driving range. This 180 yard shot just will look magnificent compared to the 22 shots that I just described. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. But still woefully short from the tees he, he was using. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But he's in the uh, rough. Mm -hmm. And then he decides that he's, you know, he's got himself 
175 yards in. What's he going to hit? He's in the rough now. Second swing of the day on the golf course. What's he going to hit? Three Three wood. wood. Mm. Three wood. Mm. Yep. Why? So he hasn't touched an iron all day yet so far. Yeah. Yeah. And he hits three wood. Guess how well that went? (laughs) Not well. I would guess that that was just his first level of frustration off the tee. And then that shot. Yeah. You know, he he tops it out of there. Okay. Things don't go so well. Right. And then the next shot in, he's got about a seven iron in his hand to hit it there. And he plugs it into the bunker. He hit the seven iron really well. Mm. So we've got bad shot on the first one, really bad decision and execution on the second one. And the third one, a serious under club job. Now, no technical stuff going on here. And he says, this is what happens to me on the golf course all the time. Okay. Can now, we, we I, get, I, we're going to have to take a quick break here in a minute. I want to interrupt your story, but I, before we leave, yeah. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. As a caddy, aren't you supposed to say something before this point? I wanted to wait <laughs> okay. until we played out one hole before we went into this. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, then we'll uh, we'll come back after the short break and, and see what kind of stuff you said to him uh, when we come yep. right back. And again, change his name. Please, all of us Johns are getting just a little bit uh, intimidated. We are those... <laughs> We are those weekend golf guys hanging with us. We'll be right back. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Just to give you an idea of how old I am, do you know what was cool when I was in school? A Beatles lunchbox. Today, you know what you need to be cool? You need Bomba socks. It really isn't surprising that they're the the mark of coolness these days. They're the most comfortable kid socks ever. Colorful. I mean, literally bursting with color. And they even have a little colorful bee on them. They're, They're designed with several comfort innovations that help make them feel better than any other kid sock ever made. And when, you know, you put them on a kid and they go, ooh, these feel nice you know that they're more comfortable than anything they've ever worn before because they're actually mentioning it. Bombas donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased. So when you order some for the kids, why don't you get your own self some too? I wear them all the time playing golf, especially the anklet-type socks. They're colorful. You can get them so they match your shirt so you look really dapper. Visit bombas.com slash weekend and get 20% off your first purchase. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash weekend for 20% off your purchase. Bombas.com slash weekend. Okay, so somewhere out there on the golf course, nowhere near as close to the green as he should be after three shots because he's A, playing from the wrong tees and B, using all the wrong clubs at the wrong time, and his caddy isn't saying anything to him. Not yet. Is okay, so now... The guy named John. The bunker, right? The guy, well, let's call him Johnny. Now. Johnny, okay, that's right. All right. There. A younger version of you. How's that? <laughs> so he's now in the bunker. <laughs> he's now plugged in the bunker. Ooh. Right? Because he seriously underclubbed himself, plugged in the bunker. Mm-hmm. It's a slight upslope. So he's standing left foot, significant. He's a right-handed golfer, so yep. uphill foot, slightly higher than downhill foot, and he's trying to dig it out. So he's leaning the shaft forward, driving his weight into the face of the bunker, right, 
and swings down at it. How far do you think he hit this thing out of the bunker? Uh, I don't think it went out of the bunker at all. No, it didn't. No, sir. Yeah. He dug quite a bit of sand out there, and the ball moved forward about, I don't know, six inches or so, mm. and then hits the, the sand above it and then rolls back down. And now he's got a clean line in the bunker. Well, that's at least it accomplished something, right? He managed to hit the next shot out. So he's now, he was laying his third shot was plugged in the bunker, mm-hmm. right? The drive off the tee, the, the dump out to the fairway, the seven iron in, and now he's plugged in the bunker. And then all of a sudden he's in the laying in the bunker. So he's out of the bunker. How many shots we count right there? Four. Four. Yeah. He's lying four. He's lying four. Yep. Gets it out of the bunker. Three putts. First putt. You know what he says to me? He goes, I have this length of putt all the time. It's about 15, it's about 15 feet. Yeah, that probably didn't surprise you a, a bit. No. no, it didn't. <laughs> no. So he's laying five, about 15 feet. Okay. Okay. So here we go. The first putt is about eight feet past. The second putt is about three feet short. And the third putt goes in. <laughs> he says, that is a typical thing that I do. This is my game. You just watch the whole thing. As he walked off the green, he said, put me down for a five, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. I That's right. We'll start by making a five and then fill in the circles at the top and at the bottom and call it what it really is. Okay. Yeah. I got we'll you. There's no man out of that. Uh-huh. Anyway, so here we are. And now it's time for me to start talking. It's about time. Because I learned what it was. I okay. watched the entire thing of why this guy shoots the number he shoots and yet he made a lousy decision after an average to okay shot off the tee right Mm -hmm. he pulls out a club that he cannot hit out of the rough get it up in the air because one it doesn't have enough loft so it won't cut through the grass behind the golf ball very easily Mm -hmm. in that rough with a three wood right? right it also will not launch the ball high enough out of the rough Okay, so had he chosen, say, an 8-iron or a 7-iron or a 6-iron, he would have gotten the ball out better and further, thus having a a more scorable club in his hand. And secondly, the next shot comes where he doesn't know his real yardage because he didn't hit his 7-iron poorly. Okay, He said that was a normal strike for him, and yet it was woefully short of 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 being pin high. Can I stop yeah. the story and put it on pause? I have yeah. two questions here. Yes, sir. One is in that that uh, second shot out of the rough. Isn't isn't that the kind of lie that the hybrid clubs were designed for initially? A lot of them, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and the second he doesn't have one. Oh, okay. The second question is: Was he shooting what he thought he normally hit his seven iron distance wise, or was he his was he doing what he thought a seven iron should go distance wise? Or did he just look at it and go, oh, what the heck, I'm going to hit my 7-iron? Well, here's what he did. Okay. He looked at the total distance, mm. not the carry distance of his 7-iron. Mm-hmm. I got Total you. distance. And he's thinking, I got to get it up there. But he didn't know that his 7-iron does not carry a certain distance. Right. Yeah. We've, he's we've... thinking in his head, total mm-hmm. distance. I got this yardage. This is my club because his brain works on total distance. Right not realizing the reason he always plugs it into the bunkers or comes up short uh, and plumps into the water and all the trouble that's in front of a green that he is always in is because he doesn't understand that on the golf course, you really must know how far your clubs carry in the air because they're going to hit the ground somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? How far away is that somewhere, mm -hmm. right? So extra strokes came from two poor decisions. And then we get to that bunker shot, right? Where he could have gouged it out, may or may not have gotten this ball, this particular shot out onto the green successfully on the first swipe. So I'm going to kind of give him a pass on a plugged ball that did not get onto the green. I'm going to kind of give him a pass. Yeah, but it didn't get out of the bunker either. So No, it didn't get out of the bunker, but it was a, a nasty, okay. rotten, no good, smelly lie. Okay, well, okay. Right, so I'm giving this guy a pass. I've never known you to give passes before. I was just a little, I know. A little surprised. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> okay. It's just when it's coming to you. But Johnny here, <laughs> you, just, little... you just like him more. <laughs> I, well... It's the paying customer let's part. Just, I understand. Let's just, say it's, let's just say it's a little different. I got that. <laughs> right? So yeah. anyway, so I'm going to give him a pass. No, I'm not saying that he's – the guy's a, a 16 handicap, okay? Okay. So I'm not going to say that this particular lie that every 16 handicapper is going to knock that sucker out onto the, onto the green and putt the next one, right? Okay. I'm not going to say it. So I'm going to give him a pass on this one. Although I showed him about his technique could be a little bit different. Showed him how to hit that shot, you know, where instead of driving in the head down into the, into the, the thicker sand on a downward steepward angle into the face that's going up, we talked about moving the club up the slope and using more loft and throwing it up into the air with a chance to get the thing out. But that was a, that was a shot thing we could talk about later. But anyway, from a playing perspective, now all of a sudden, his first putt that was 15 feet went runs eight feet past. I asked him what he's thinking on his first putt. He goes, I got to get to the hole. Okay. So here's that thought, you know, that many people have that ruin their score. Never up, never in. Right. As we all know, for those of you who are out there listening to this, what the heck does never up, never in mean? Well, how about if it never gets up to the hole, it can never go in. That's the where that came from, right? Right. And then that's the thing. If you ever hear that, by the way, this is a slight aside. If, if any of you people are out there listening to this and someone in your group says that, just look at them and go, hey, thanks, Captain Obvious. I'll give that a shot. Because, of course, if it doesn't get to the hole, it can't go in. But the, all they did was guarantee the fact that he hit it. Like I said, he was five feet past. Can I just take a quick aside here also? Again, yes. I want to jump in. Yeah. Um, you you never mentioned that the golf cart stopped anywhere between the practice tee and the first tee, so he had no idea how fast those greens were prior to taking that first putt, correct? That's right. Okay. No clue okay. whatsoever. Right? Just checking. Just checking. Okay. Yeah. You may uh, continue no, now, so, sir. So the point is, is that his thought already is going to cause him extra strokes. Mm -hmm. Just get it to the hole. Mm -hmm. How about changing your thought to stop it at the hole? Mm. Then your next one is really short. Yes, indeed. Right? So we talk about this. And the point of it, the entire thing is to save him strokes. So I'm going to make this part of the story short. To tell you all those things that this is a normal happening for him, it's probably a normal happening for many of our players. So let's think about it this way. Yeah. This guy, I've given him a few golf lessons on technique of this, that, and the other thing, and he did them to the level that I expected him to do them with very little practice and having just a few golf lessons on one on this thing and one on that thing and one on the other thing. And then this time we went to the golf course to see why his scores aren't getting better when his skills were better. So right. all the shots that he hit were the skill level 
that we got him to and his scores didn't get better because of the choices that he made. So from hole number two through hole number nine, I coached him to say, okay, what club are you going to hit? What situation are you going to, are are you in? Uh, Where do you want your golf ball to be? And why are you going to play to that way? And all of a sudden, here's a 16 handicap who just made an eight on the first hole. He just shot 46. Mm. How? 46 counting the first eight? 46 counting the first eight. Best thing has ever happened to him. Why? Because he made good choices. That's right. Which means he was doing something he did not do before, which was pay attention. (laughs) Right? Not not only pay attention. I I see where they're going with this. It's not pay attention to you per se. It's pay attention to what you're doing. It's pay attention to what you're what situation you are in yeah okay you got that right okay so it isn't just i am this omnipotent golf being and you should listen to every word coming out of my mouth in intently although you should but go on that's kind of fun but yeah yeah, that's kind of fun (laughs) but the point is i got him to pay attention and make decisions based upon the situation his golf skills physical Mm -hmm. striking the golf ball technique stuff did not change and me just shot 46 with an eight on the first hole because we talked through everything else he made every choice he put his hands on every club he struck every every shot all i did was get him to pay attention again it's in its pay attention to to what's mm-hmm. going on here pay attention to whether or That's not right. it's an uphill or a downhill lie Pay attention right. to what, what the grass is underneath the ball, whether you're in thick rough or on a nice, smooth, carpet-like fairway. Yeah, um, like, can I get a club on it? And if so, yeah. well, what's going to happen? Should Do I need more loft? Do I need less loft? Do I need to pay attention? Can I bounce this one up or do I have to carry it over that over that thing? How about the big spot in the green over there? If I roll my ball over that thing, what do you think is going to happen? Is it going to go down that hole? And that big swale over there, is it going to bend off that hill over there? What do you think is going to happen? And just by common sense, paying attention. Right. This guy shot the best round of golf he has ever shot in nine holes of golf, 46, with an eight on number one. So how about we challenge you to shoot the best round of your life, too? We'll do that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship, unless... You use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. They say if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. I know radio inside and out. Jeff Smith knows golf inside and out. We didn't know our numbers. <laughs> we were growing. We had one system for accounting. We had another for sales. It took up too much time and too many resources, and that really hurt our bottom line. I want to introduce you to NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. It gives you the visibility and the control that you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, unneeded headaches, all by managing sales, finance, accounting, orders, even HR instantly right from your desktop or your phone. 
And that's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you some valuable insights with a free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. It's at netsuite.com slash weekend. That's netsuite.com slash weekend. Download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. netsuite.com slash weekend. Okay, we are back. Now, can you be like Johnny? Can you go out and shoot 40, what does it say, 46? 46 with an 8. 46 with an 8. An 8 in the middle of a 46, you could understand, but an 8 at the beginning of a 46, man, that really usually brings you down and you just kind of don't care anymore. You're right. You're right. It yeah. changes people's mindset, right? Yeah. yeah. Why? I, th I think sometimes because they got this number in their head of what they should be able to do, right? Yeah, and you start out and you go, you oh, man, I'm four over already. Exactly. Yeah. And then you never think that you can do better, right? Mm -hmm. This guy hasn't made too many pars. Made a few of them that round, didn't he? Yes, he did. He sure did. Now, did you do any – and you made no suggestions to him. I mean, you, you, you nope. guided him into making the proper choices, I am sure. But That's you didn't what say – caddies do. Yeah, but you didn't say, hey, man, come on. You can't, you can't get a seven there. Hit the six. No. Okay. Did you read the I greens for him? I him a question. Nope, didn't read a green. Okay. I asked him what was going to happen to his ball and how was he going to find out. Okay. So he took a walk because I taught him of that already. Oh, the Take read with your feet it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Take a walk. Feel something. What's really going to happen here? Right. Where do you want this ball to stop? How do you think it's going to stop there? I'm asking him those really simple common, qu common sense questions that any player could and should ask themselves. Mm -hmm. And just as a historical aside, again, doing a little hard pause here. Uh, up at the uh, Senior LPGA Championship, uh, one of the women <laughs> contestants, who I will not mention her name because she's beyond being embarrassed about it already, got 56 yes. penalty strokes. Ouch. Because That's so harsh. Be because she, throughout the entire tournament, was letting her caddy help her read greens. And that's now a, a, a rule that you can't do that. Yeah, they got to move, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They used to be able to stand on your line yep. when you were lining it up. Yep. Can't do it anymore. They had to move away. Yep. Now you can't while the lining up process is going on. Nope. And uh, she didn't know that because she's not a regular anymore. She's not you know, right. a regular tour player. She only does this, these special things. And uh, they changed right. the rules, and she didn't know about it. So there I you know. go. That was, it was really harsh. And, yeah. you know, let's hope that the golf world gives her slack now. And just never mentions it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they were right. so proud of themselves for being understanding and not giving her the extra strokes for signing an incorrect scorecard. <laughs> like, gee, thanks. <laughs> you know? Well, the truth was the rule changed about that as well. Okay. Because these penalty strokes were issued by the committee after the scoring was done. Yes, after the fact, yeah. yeah. Right? So under the... The rules that she thought she was playing by, which she forgot this one, I know, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. She thought she was signing a correct scorecard. So the committee said, hey, let's not do this. Yeah, that's right. We'll only give you 56 penalty strokes, not 57. <laughs> well, but the reality of that is, is that she would have been disqualified from the tournament. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. which actually was probably a better outcome for her, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right, socially speaking. Yeah, because then this story right. would not be repeated ad infinitum. So there yeah, you go. it would just be a DQ, and yeah. then it would be a, a little thing, in the a, a blip in the rules 
thing about, yeah, this player got disqualified because that's how it would have been seen on the scorecard. Yeah. You know, on the scoreboard electronically and physically and all those things, it would have just been a disqualification. Somebody would have asked the question and they would have gone, Oh wow. And then it would not have been a thing, but when it still lives on the scoreboard throughout the tournament and people see it for multiple days. Yeah. Over and over. Somebody's compelled to write about it. One more quick story. Um, believe, yeah. it, believe it was Lori Kane, I think was her name. She uh, she got intimidated on the first hole, as so many of us do. I oh, mean, you mean at French Lick at the Pete Dye? At the Pete yeah. Dye. I yeah. Why. It's a very intimidating, visually intimidating golf course, especially that first hole. Like somebody, somebody said while we were up there that, that your tee shot on that first hole is like hitting 280 yards to get your ball to land on a balance beam. Rather, <laughs> rather narrow fairway. That's actually a very appropriate description. Yeah, with, with trouble on both sides. Anyhow, Lori Kane yeah. hit, topped her first shot into the very thick heather and lost the ball. Had to come back to the tee. Did another tee shot, which she sliced back into that stuff. Couldn't find it. Had to come back to the tee again. Finally hit a ball into the fairway. Actually, no. She she three times she had to go back to the tee. Oh, and she got an eleven. That's a rough, rough start. She got an eleven on the first hole, and this yeah. is this is what a great personality and how this old joke keeps coming back because someone said, "How did you get an eleven on the first hole?" She said, "I one putted." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I made the putt. <laughs> he won putted for an 11. Yay me. But anyhow, that was just a relatable thing for so many of us golfers who watched her do that went, whoa, I know how badly I feel inside when I do that. And I yeah. expect to do it. <laughs> you know, she's, right. she's a professional golfer. She doesn't expect to do that. So Yeah. How- and when she does it, it's far more public. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't yeah. help feeling bad for her, knowing how bad it would make me feel. I made the mistake of saying I was embarrassed for her. I was not embarrassed for her. I just knew I I was, I was, empathized with her. I know how badly you feel about that and how hard it is to to start over again at number two and forget that number one ever happened, which goes back to some of the stuff that you were teaching Johnny because he had an eight on his first of nine, yeah. yet he still managed to pull off the 46. My question I have is yeah. do you think the next time Johnny goes out to play nine holes without Jeff Smith on the bag, will he be able to pay attention as well? I don't know. But the truth is, is I bet he's tuned in now. Yeah. I bet he's going to make the attempt, right? That's true. Yeah. I bet all of a sudden that was such an, a mind-altering thing for him. He overcame his usual stuff <laughs> on the first hole. Right. Right. And then... He learned on the golf course because he paid attention to the shot, to the environment, to the choice that he was making. He paid attention instead of just going about it, going, I'll grab a club and hack at it. Right. Right. He put it all together and he did it himself. I posed questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the questions you posed were the questions that you wanted him to be asking himself mentally prior to taking a shot. All the time. So for eight holes, I had Johnny right where I wanted him to help him play better golf. Gotcha. Is going, what are you doing? What's the situation? 
What's that lie look like? Where do you want your ball to wind up? What trouble do you have right here in front of you? What trouble is up there where you're telling me you want your ball to go? The best part about the par five that we played, uh, the first par five, Mm -hmm. is that I asked him three questions on the entire hole. The same three questions. Why are you hitting the club that you're hitting? First question. Okay. Where do you see your ball wanting to go? Right. Where do you want your, what's your target for this shot? Right. Right. And the third shot or the third question was, is that anywhere bad or good? I asked him those three questions on the par five. Okay. He lipped out the birdie. Oh, really? I asked him three questions, <laughs> three shots. He lipped out the birdie. Okay. Had two footer for par. I can understand the, the improvement on the, on the, uh, the putting situation with the mm-hmm. questions, but did he hit the ball better? I mean, no, he hit the ball the same. Okay. So he still reached so, the green in three, though, in, in regulation. Again, he did. Yeah. Again, I'll go back to the first hole to remind you he hit an okay average. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't bad in right. the light rough tee shot. Right. He did that the rest of the round. His skills were improved to that. Right. Okay. But it was the fact that he just chunk, cold topped, whatever you want to call it, stubbed, duffed, muffed. <laughs> right fatted yeah. <laughs> a three yeah, wood right when on a par four that he shouldn't have hit the three wood anyway right right and then he didn't understand his carry distance anymore right so that changed everything about his club choice okay i asked three questions okay <laughs> did did I, you get him to change the tees he was playing from or did he maintain still playing from the the, the longer tees than he should be at we did talk about that and he said, well, these are the tees our league plays from. Oh, okay. So I have to play from these tees. I said, okay. Okay. He shouldn't be playing from those yardages. But nope. what he did not do was ever think that his, the club that he could get to the green with was the same club. Cool. All right. He was he was adding two clubs from the one he thought that he would get there. Because mm-hmm. I asked him, "Where's where does he want his ball to be? And is that a good place or a bad place, right? Is that good or bad? Where's the trouble, right? Right. And he he realized at the time that he never wanted his ball to get near the trouble. And so his third shot on every hole was a far easier shot. Yeah, I when you when you start Actually, it was a putt on a couple of them. When you start playing this game where your second shot is out of the fairway and not out of the rough, you'll be surprised how much easier the whole thing gets. Uh-huh. I was amazed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It works. So uh, back to the technique lessons, okay? So mm-hmm. I had three lessons with him prior to that. Okay. One of them was on short game. One of them was on his iron play. And one of them was on hitting his driver better. Did not work on putting. But the comment that I made to him about that never up, never in um, garbage, mm-hmm. <laughs> say mm-hmm. it that way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Made him understand that where your ball stops. So he got no advice from me in any lesson prior to that on putting technique just the simple concept of where do i want my ball to stop at the stinking hole is the obvious answer to that yes i know so if you're going to be captain obvious on the putting green the question isn't can you get it to the hole the question is can you get it to stop at the hole right because Mm. the captain obvious question or answer to that one is of course i want it to stop at the hole right all the time right every time yeah, 
every time. Preferably so, in the hole, in this, not at the hole. I have, <laughs> I have had way too many putts stop at the hole, Jeff. <laughs> not in the <laughs> hole, just at the hole. <laughs> but you know what? Your next putt got really short. <laughs> it certainly did. <laughs> it did. But it was still one more than I should have had. You know, it I gets get frustrating. It, right? Well, that's refinement. Yeah. Not that's the true. big picture stuff, right? That's true, yeah. Most, yeah. most people that I get a chance to work with and make them better players, the big picture stuff makes them better players. I take them to the golf course and I do what I did with Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big picture stuff, right? I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I know. You're John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't have ah. any of those problems. That's right. Your knees are fine. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, you know what I'm thinking? You know, uh, I'm thinking since you did it for that, John, I think that maybe even in, in Intrepid Producer Mark is over here reading my mind and he's already shaking his head, yes, 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 and chafing at the bit here. I think yeah. we should come up to the aforementioned Timbergate Golf Course and not the Golf Cave because we've been to the Golf Cave and it, it echoes. Right. Uh, I think we should uh, go out and and uh, actually take a few holes with you. You can caddy for both of us. And um, just... I think there's two caveats that have, or, or two uh, two requirements, I should say. Yeah. To that. Okay. Um, one is that we will record it. Oh yeah, I'm... not radio record. No video. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to video record. We'll video it and put it up the... on the website. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Right. And that you bring pizza. Pizza. We can do that. Pizza. Thick or okay. thin? <laughs> but uh, Thin crust. Okay. Um, I would like some pepperoni and green pepper on my two-thirds. Okay. You whatever you want on your third. And whatever. Okay. <laughs> we may we may just give you a whole half. You never can tell. Oh, ooh, how about that? <laughs> I know, man. A whole half of pizza. There, there is. We spare no expense to get better at golf. We're going to come back in a few minutes. We're going to wrap this up, and it's all going to make sense, and you're going to feel much better about yourself uh, when we get done. We'll be right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Zig Ziglar said that if I like you, I will talk to you. But if I trust you, I will do business with you. And that's the frustration of all of us in the business world. It takes so much longer to build trust than it does just to get someone to like you. Unless you have a shortcut. And that's why we're here. We have a shortcut. It's called golf. We have a free group for you to join, and we can explain it all. It's called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com and join for free our Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Build trust with customers and potential customers in 18 holes. The Back Nine Advisory Board for all business people who want to learn how to quickly get their clients and their potential clients to trust them with golf. The Back Nine Advisory Board, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. That's thebusinessgolfcourse.com. All right, so you can hopefully take to heart some of the things Jeff said. When he says, shut up and pay attention, he's not meaning, again, to the words. He's meaning pay attention to your game to the course around you, to where you are, to where the trouble is, to, I mean, this is one thing, man, when, when you, when you look at your shot and you're planning your shot and you go, 
ah, what could go wrong? <laughs> because <laughs> the chances are pretty good something can and will. Right. But you go, what could go wrong? Well, if I hit it, if I hit it to the left, I'm going to be in, you know, it's going to hit and it's going to roll down the hill into the forest and over the cliff and into the water and I'll never find the ball. If I hit it to the right and I miss the green, to, or if I hit it and I miss the green to the right, it'll be in a, in a bunker. Well, much better to get out of a bunker than to roll down a hill and try to find a ball that went down the cliff. So you you make plans and again, know what your clubs can do and understand the difference between carry distance and total distance. Yeah, because you got to carry it over that bunker. And over that pond. Yes, you do. It's so many times. And last weekend I was playing and I didn't. And a lot of it was because I was figuring, because I was playing on a very hilly course and I didn't take elevation into consideration. And I kicked Uh myself every time. So So that means that you need to shut up and pay attention. I need to shut up and pay attention. Yes, sir. I've been sir. wanting to say that to you for so long, <laughs> but just not as nice and polite as I just sounded. I know. <laughs> You'll get your chance. So a couple of weeks, we'll be up there uh, before the snow flies. We'll be up there, take a couple lessons, get some videographers out there, and, and actually uh, tell the world how much better you can make both of us. So And pizza. Don't and pizza, pizza. And pizza. And we'll be, you know, our faces will be covered in pizza as we're doing it. So you won't be able to tell who we really are. Tell you what you want to do. Uh, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, great place to go. You can catch any show we've ever done that you might have missed or one that you might have hear, want to hear again. Um, you can also uh, join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. Uh, you can follow us there. You can like us there. Um, you can join uh, a private group which we'll tell you more about. But uh, check out uh, the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. It's going to be a fun place to be uh, after the first of next year. We've got a lot of plans to uh, get that thing going and otherwise um, have a great time. Tell you what, pay attention to where you are. Pay attention to your clubs. Pay attention to your distances. Or just say, the heck with it. (laughs) I just want to hit. I'm not even going to keep score. However you want to do it, just go out and play some golf. (laughs) 